if the Minnesota Wild are going to rebound throughout the rest of this season, they need to defend the front of the net better. We dive into that as well as high danger chances in today's textbook Tuesday. We'll talk about roster moves, including Damon Hunt being called up to be potentially in the lineup tonight, but on the road trip as well. And some keys to beating the Connor McDavidless Edmonton Oilers. That's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. Good morning and welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you join Lockdown Wild Nation by subscribing on YouTube or your favorite podcast platforms. If you have not yet already, you can get in on the conversation by subscribing everywhere we are available. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we dive into high danger chances and defending the front of the net in today's textbook Tuesday. We'll also preview tonight's matchup against the Edmonton Oilers as well. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And as mentioned, we're starting what I'm going to call textbook Tuesdays by looking at some key areas for the Minnesota Wilds. We'll take a look at statistics and what needs to change going forward in order to shore up these areas uh, as the season rolls along. Uh, We're starting with what has been one of the biggest issues for the Minnesota Wild so far this season is the difference in high danger chances for Wild opponents and for the Minnesota Wild themselves. You may have seen this, and I will attach these to uh, the... um, the post on X for today's episode. You may have seen me share the heat map from natural stat trick after the uh, wild loss to Columbus. And basically what that is, is it shows the areas at which opponents shots and the, whichever team you're looking at where the shots come in the zone and the circle directly in and around the net area was dark. Lighter shades mean you have a couple of shots from those areas. Darker spots are where the majority of the shots come from. And if your net is shaded in a dark color, that's a problem. And so we'll talk about how to fix that. But let's take a look at the high danger chances for the Wild and their opponents so far this season. Again, this is courtesy of Natural Stat Trick. High danger chances, which basically the closer you get to the net, the more likely that a shot is going to go in. And so those high danger chances are that area right in front of the net between the faceoff circles, basically just as close proximity as you can get to the goalie without actually being in the crease. And through the first five games of the season, the Minnesota Wild have allowed 65 
high danger chances. 65 high danger chances in five games so far. And not all of them turn into actual shots on goal. Obviously, you have things like deflections. You may have a player that just straight up shoots wide and misses the net, so it doesn't actually count as a shot. But even in that instance, the Minnesota Wild have surrendered 48 high-danger shots. So that is roughly 10 per game in the high-danger area. And you're not going to make all of them, but every one that you get leads to a higher probability that your opponent is going to be able to score in that area. It puts more pressure on the goalie. It puts more pressure on anybody that is in the vicinity to try to defend against those types of shots. And what have we seen so far this season for the Minnesota Wild to back those statistics up? The fact that they have had a very tough time defending the front of the net. This happened on multiple instances the other thing about the uh, the heat map for the Columbus game is that there is a G basically right in the net. And it's darker because there were multiple that happened in that instance. And so you're putting a ton of strain on your goalie having to defend against players that are literally a foot away from them. And if your goalie does not make the initial save, doesn't get the initial rebound, You've got one, two, sometimes three guys in that general vicinity that are able to basically just keep hammering away at the puck until either the goalie gets on top of it and ices it, or you get it into the back of the net. And that's exactly what happened against Columbus. There were a couple of goals in particular right in front of Philip Gustafson. He was not able to get the initial rebound, and there's nobody there to help him out in the front of the net. And so... The Blue Jackets just continue to pound away until they uh, end up scoring and uh, and coming away with goals. And so this is something that is one of those areas that is going to just require effort to fix. First and foremost, you have to make sure that you are keeping the front of the net clean. And this is where having guys like Jake Middleton is where they're going to have to just step in and really take care of that as one of the bigger bodies in this wild decor. You don't have a ton of size on this wild defense. And that's not something that Jared Spurgeon's going to fix when he returns. Spurgeon, not a uh, big defenseman himself. So this is an area that Jake Middleton is going to have to assist with and for the forward groups who do have size, whether it be Jewel Erickson Eck, whether it be Marcus Felino, whether it be Pat Maroon, those guys have to own that front of the net because then here's what happens. If you have somebody in front of the net that is able to get to those areas, then when somebody shoots from the perimeter, you have a player in front of the net that if the goalie is able to at least block it, if the goalie is able to at least block the shot, you have somebody there to be able to get it out from the immediate front of the net area. Your percentage chance of scoring, the further away from the net you get, decreases. 
So you want opponents to have to try to shoot from outside because then you're relying on deflections. You're relying on your players being able to get to the front of the net and create screens to uh, try to uh, throw the goalie off to potentially get one in the net. If you're owning that front of the net area, then you take that away from your opponent to where basically all they are able to do is throw shots on the net and hope that your goalie messes up. So for the Minnesota Wild, for this defense, that needs to be a particular area of emphasis going forward is making sure that the front of the net is clean and not just when the offense is is moving around and trying to get established. But when the puck is on the net as well, you've got guys from there were half a dozen to a dozen times in which there were Columbus players just careening untouched towards the net with the hopes that Gustafson would uh, not be able to handle the initial shot so that they could pound the rebound home because there was nobody there to toss them off the net and uh, and clean those opportunities up. But it's also it's on the goalies too, because if you have an opportunity to get the first shot clean, and not every instance is going to be, but if you have an opportunity to get the first shot clean and make a save and stop the play to allow for that little refresh to uh, just that's another thing that increases your chances of scoring every time there is a subsequent shot off a rebound or a block. Every time the opposing team is able to just stack shots together, that increases your opportunities of scoring as well. So it's something that the goalies need to be looking at also is keeping the um, getting on rebounds and just getting those initial saves as much as possible to prevent wild opponents from getting two, three, four shots in a row. It's it's a collective effort. There there are areas in which everybody is uh, is in need of upping their play. And in particular, we've talked goalies, we've talked defense. In particular for the forwards as we'll talk about when we come back, there needs to be a better job of getting the puck out of the defensive zone without carelessly turning it over. And so we'll talk about how the forward group can help the defensemen and the goalies by just keeping an eye out for where the puck is going. That is coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by Game Time. And if you like to live in the moment like I do, you probably have experienced something similar to this. Say you are with a group of friends and you decide you want to go see the Minnesota Wild play, or you want to go see the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Vikings play, you go to get tickets the day of the event, and they're crazy expensive. Or even worse, you buy your tickets, you go to the venue, and your seat view is obstructed. Game Time is here to eliminate all of the game day hassle and allow you to focus on having fun where your focus should be. Game Time offers last-minute tickets, plus flash deals, and most importantly, views from all seats in the venue. Their lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more have you covered as well. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, 
and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is also brought to you by the Sleeper app. A new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities, whether it's Leon Dreisaitl getting a couple of goals here tonight or the Minnesota Wild eventually hoisting the Stanley Cup. You could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked on NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick which players you think will go over or under their particular stats, like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. So your best bets tonight are Leon Dreisaitl. Kirill Kaprizov is due for a bounce-back game, so you're probably going to get some good production there. And then just go under on the Edmonton goalie options. To win a $100 bet on Sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Wild fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So na- start playing, paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKDOWNNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Continuing today's episode of Locked On Wild. Once again, we thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you join us after tonight's game and post-game interviews are finished for the Locked On Wild postcast. We'll recap all the action for tonight's game against the Edmonton Oilers and what needs to happen as the Wild head on the road starting on Thursday. So we talked in today's textbook Tuesday about defending the front of the net and it goes to the defensemen keeping things clean, the forward group helping in that area as well, and goalies making as many of the initial saves as they can. They're not going to get to all of them, but as many initial saves as you can to prevent second, third, fourth opportunities from getting through. But I think one area that has been almost as alarming through the first five games of the season is the turnovers in the defensive zone. And you can do everything that we just laid out to the letter perfectly. You can stop an initial shot. You can have a defenseman get to a rebound and get the puck out of the immediate front of the net. But then as we often see, the Wild have turned the puck over in the defensive zone, which leads to a refresh, a restart and a let's try to do it all over again. Uh, there have been instances in which wild players are going for puck battles along the boards, get a handle on the puck and try a behind the back pass, which just so happens to go to the opposing player, setting them up often for an immediate shot uh, right on net. That kind of thing can't happen. And this is where discussing the attention to detail after the loss to Columbus, I think, comes into play. For the Minnesota Wilds, 
they're going to go up against teams throughout the season that are faster, have more skill, and we've seen it through the first five games of the season. The Wild have seen their opponents thoroughly handle action in the defensive zone. You have to prioritize getting the puck out of the defensive zone to allow opportunities just for your goalie even to catch his breath. And so this wild team needs to refocus, rededicate to making sure that once they have the puck in the defensive zone, they have a clear cut plan as to what to do with it instead of just simply flinging the puck to the top of the zone and hoping that it doesn't get batted down or knocked down by a stick um, to go right back to the opponent. There have been a, a numerous amount of icings as well in these particular instances because I think the Wilds, for the most part, are looking to try to land the home run going the other way. And that line of thinking was great two years ago because a lot of times you had guys in position to be waiting at the top of the opponent's zone for a quick shot or a two-on-one or a breakaway or something along those lines. Those opportunities are not coming at the same rate. And so I think, to use a baseball analogy, I think this team needs to stop trying to hit home runs going out of the defensive zone and focus more on singles and doubles. It's not as flashy, but... It just prevents your opponent who is already in the defensive zone and maybe had a shift in which they got five or six shots on net. If you turn it over in the defensive zone, all of a sudden they just get to go do it again and you don't have to make any changes. You then have a forward group and a uh, pairing of defensemen who have maybe been on the ice for a considerable amount of time. And all of a sudden you have to go back to trying to defend against your opponents. And so there needs to be some sort of structure to, okay, you have the puck on the wall. And I know if you look, you know, let's say you've got it on the boards on the right side of the net. You're looking towards the far side of the ice and you've got a, an opposing player bearing down on you from the top of the zone. You might have somebody coming at you from behind you um, that ends up, is something you're not necessarily expecting. But the Wild have, I think, lost contain of those funnel points too. We're seeing guys get beat to the puck behind the net. And it's just, it's leading to all sorts of problems is you're not winning puck battles on the boards. You are, you're losing that, that behind the net point which then allows your opponent to set up some easy, quick hitters to the right or the left of the goalie in that slot area once again. And so there needs to be more of a focus on winning puck battles and exiting the zone. Those need to be the focus first and foremost before who are we going to get set up with going down the other way and getting a quick shot on net. Get the puck out of the zone, get it to the neutral zone, and then refocus and plan your attack the rest of the way down. Because as it stands right now, whether it be Philip Gustafson or Marc-Andre Fleury, you can't keep 
allowing them to get throttled on a nightly basis in the shots department. Because again, if a lot of those shots are coming from that immediate front of the net area, your probability of scoring just goes way, way up. So the lesson for today's textbook Tuesday is that net front defense and exiting the D zone need to be at the top of the list for this team to just drop all those levels down, the shots against, chances against, um, and goals against. That number still to me is is staggering from Saturday's game. The Blue Jackets, and I mean, if it's a triple or quadruple overtime, it's probably um, more likely numbers there. But 91 shots against, 91 chances against in a regulation game plus a couple of minutes of overtime is is way too many. So let's refocus on defending the front of the net. And when you successfully turn an opponent away and you have the puck as a defenseman, let's focus more on an intermediate target as opposed to trying to rifle one down the ice to get a quick score to equalize or to give a quick early lead you've got to play a more within yourself style a more at home style to just even out the flow of how these games have been going so there's your textbook tuesday we're going to take a look at some keys for tonight's matchup against the edmonton oilers as we finish today's episode of locked on wilds after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. You can snap into NFL this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you took the Minnesota Vikings to beat the San Francisco 49ers last night, you're probably in a really good spot because nobody on the ESPN broadcast predicted that the 49ers would win. A lot of people, uh, a lot of people throughout the country thought it was going to be San Francisco in a route, but the Minnesota Vikings held on to pick up the win. And so not only could you win there, but also then with those bonus bets, you could take players like Jordan Addison, who had an outrageously good game. Kirk Cousins had a good game. TJ Hawkinson had a good game. And so you are winning with your initial bet and then cashing in again with your bonus bets, all courtesy of FanDuel. The app is amazingly easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. One final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Once again, we thank you for making Lockdown Wilds your first listen each and every day. Again, make sure to stick with us tonight after the game and player interviews are done. Uh, we'll have a Lockdown Wild postcast for you, recapping all the action and what we do depending win or loss on uh, how tonight's matchup unfolds. Uh, we got some news yesterday at practice that John Merrill, it was a maintenance day. 
And um, it sounds as though he is going to be fine. But Damon Hunt was called up anyway. Obviously, the Wilds going on the road. They've got Vinny Letary already called up for the team. And again, I will uh, I will stress what was talked about on Monday is that these are guys that are going to be playing lower in the lineup roles. And so they should not be expected to be saviors for what has ailed this team through the first five games of the season. It's going to, it's on the two lines up at top, up on top, particularly the top line uh, to get things going and to get back to consistent production. Vinny Letary is probably going to play on the fourth line with Brandon Duhame and Connor Dewar. He's not a guy that should play top six minutes. And so those guys are going to have to pick it up in order for this team to get back to their winning ways. Whether or not they can, we'll uh, we'll see as things unfold. But the Oilers come in. They are 1-3-1. and one. They will not have the services of Connor McDavid for tonight's game, but that really doesn't matter because they've got Leon Dreisaitl has four goals, nine points in the first five games of the season. You've got uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman with multiple goals as well. It's an Oilers team that has scored 13 goals through their first five games. And there are a lot of guys, especially the likes of Evander Kane, that just have not gotten their season started here as of yet. Kane with one point through the first five games. And you look beyond that to what we've seen from the goalies. Stuart Skinner, who had a great season last year, he is 0-1-1 in his uh, first few appearances of the season. He came in in relief of Jack Campbell on opening night when the Oilers got throttled 8-1. to He has a 4.29 goals against average and an 8-14 save percentage. He has allowed seven goals in his two starts uh, so far this season. He's allowed He allowed four goals in the relief appearance. Jack Campbell hasn't been much better. He's 1-2. and two with the 3.66 goals against average and an 8 a 902 save percentage 20 goals allowed in 4 games for the Edmonton Oilers uh through the first uh, 5 games of the season a save percentage of 868 and uh, they have allowed 151 shots in the first 5 games of the season so Keys to the game for the Minnesota Wilds tonight, as we've said a couple of times already this season, is to attack who I have not seen announced yet officially who is going to be starting for the Oilers here tonight. But uh, whoever it is, whether it be Jack Campbell or whether it be um, Stuart Skinner, you have to attack. You have to attack them like they have. Uh, like opponents have for the Minnesota Wild throughout the uh, start of this season, uh, so you gotta you gotta get your shots on net. You gotta get those quality chances. That's another thing that um, we notice in the heat map for the Minnesota Wild so far this season is there are a lot of shots that have been coming from outside, whether it be the top of the zone, but further out than the faceoff circles. Get those shots in closer to uh, increase your chances of uh, getting some uh, scoring 
on the board. So key number one, attack the goalie. Key number two, avoid giving the Oilers power play opportunities in this game. McDavid out. This is still an Oilers team that has scored six power play goals in their first five games of the season. And so you cannot get into a special teams battle with the Edmonton Oilers, with Leon Dreisaitl uh, leading the way. You just can't. So they need to, the Wild need to do a good job of keeping this to a five-on-five matchup and just exploiting the Oilers' defense. And speaking of defense, the third key for tonight's matchup is to keep the front of the net clean. This just has, if things go wrong, this has written all over it one of those games in which a player like Evander Kane scores twice uh, right in front of the net. You don't need to make it easy for guys like Dreisaitl, like Nugent Hopkins. You, you don't need to make it easy for those guys to get their shots, get their goals. Make them work for it. Make it come from outside the zone, the perimeters of the zone. Own that area in front of the net. And uh, it, it's it's going to be a tough game, even without McDavid on the ice. This is a tough Oilers team, and obviously they're not thrilled about how they've started this season. But this is one where the Wilds cannot afford to do what they did against Columbus. You can't afford to get off to a terribly slow start and fall behind one or two to nothing because... There just are there are too many talented players on this Oilers team that it's it would be just an uphill climb to fall behind to this Oilers team uh, here, especially at home. You got to get off to a good start at home. You have to give the home crowd something to cheer about. They have still been showing up despite getting treated to thirty minutes of nothing, as was the case against uh, Columbus. You've got to give your home crowd a reason to get loud. And so a hot start here tonight, an early goal, a quick goal, followed by a long period of not just kind of falling over and uh, and allowing Edmonton to get whatever they want. It's going to be a tough game tonight. I'm predicting the Oilers will win. I hope I'm wrong because if the Oilers win here without Connor McDavid, then we are going to continue what uh, what has been a frustrating start to the season because now you get to contend with the Eastern Conference for the next like 10 games, which includes the New York Rangers, which includes the New York Islanders who are playing better to start the season. Philadelphia Flyers have gotten off to a really good start. Uh, oh, and the New Jersey Devils as well, who have just outrageous levels of speed. Good luck trying to keep up with them. So let's get a win here tonight so that you can go into the road trip feeling better about how things have gone um, and go try to win two games Thursday and Friday as well. Again, make sure that you are with us after tonight's game and after the uh, the TV interviews are done. We will have a Lockdown Wild live postcast for you, breaking down all the action, the key points, and we will hear from you as well. Also, make sure you join Locked on Wild Nation if you have not already by subscribing on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms 
So you don't miss out on any of the conversations we have or the episodes that we post throughout the course of the week. You can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.